Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm really excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. So today it's me and I'm going to be talking about a common trigger that can knock you off track with your relationship with food. And this is emotion. And emotion maybe that can be heightened, emotion that can make you feel vulnerable, emotion that can make you feel quite unsettling. So maybe you're listening to this and you feel that things often get better for you for a while, but then something knocks you sideways and you're back into unhelpful cycles of using food in a destructive way and feeling worse than ever about body image. Now, when this happens, this can be incredibly frustrating and demotivating and you might feel a bit hopeless to make a sustained change. However, the more you develop awareness of your triggers and can then begin to recognise the thoughts which send you spiralling downwards on an unhelpful path, the more empowered and confident you can feel in directing your own life course. Now, over the years, I've invested many hours in becoming more self-aware, and this is partly through my own therapy, partly through journaling, partly through taking time out to think and reflect regularly, and also through talking a lot to my closest friends. Now, saying this, although I have significantly more self-awareness than I did several years ago, I still have my blind spots and sometimes can be caught off guard. Because developing self-awareness of thoughts and feelings and the process of understanding ourselves is really a lifelong journey. So don't be disheartened as you really can become much better at it. And I'm saying this as someone who used to feel pretty overwhelmed by my emotions a lot of the time. Consequently, I could end up being quite impulsive and very reactive to how I was feeling in that moment. And you can see that's not always a good idea, particularly when it comes to relationships, because our emotions are often quite fleeting and they can be very up and down and quite changeable. So I'm going to talk about an emotional trigger that previously would have sent me into a spiral downwards in my relationship with food, as negative emotions would have engulfed me, triggering an an avalanche of negative thoughts and then later destructive disordered eating behaviours. But then more importantly, I will also talk you through how I'm in a different place now, having developed awareness and insight. So now I can interpret and reframe situations in a different way, which ultimately avoids sliding down the slippery slope of self-chastisement and the subsequent destructive behaviours that might have followed. So I'm going to talk about rejection. Now rejection, it is part of life, isn't it? And it can be from the full-blown, painful relationship breakup to the milder kind of maybe smiling at someone in the street and then they look away. And it's not nice. No one wants to feel rejected. And it's an emotion that can absolutely impact your relationship with food, your body and yourself. So this week I was due to do an Instagram live with someone. They cancelled though and said, I've double booked your slot. And then I heard nothing else. Now, 
I don't know this person well, apart from on the gram, so I don't really have a relationship with them. So I didn't really quite know what this comment meant. So I guess for a few days, I was kind of waiting eagerly for the rebooking of the appointment to come through, assuming that we'd just be doing it on a different day. But several days later, I began to realise that the I've double booked your slot didn't really mean apologies for my mistake, let's reschedule. It actually means I've decided that I don't want to do it with you and I'm letting you down lightly, albeit using ambiguous communication. Now, looking inwards and acknowledging my feelings, I do feel disappointed and a bit rejected by this happening. And I guess I'm left slightly wondering, you know, why don't they want to work with me? And I've replayed our conversation that we had and I've replayed it over my mind and considered, you know, maybe what had gone wrong. So in the past, when I struggled with disordered eating, this may have been a prime trigger to take the situation out of myself through restricting or overeating as a way to escape the feelings or maybe a way to self-punish through not feeling good enough. Now, at the time, I might have not even realised I was doing this. I might have been doing it from a place of just not being very self-aware. And I would have been blocking out my feelings and probably not even acknowledging the rejection and how I really felt. Now, a major reason for this was that in the past, deep down, I actually didn't feel good enough. So any rejection was a painful confirmation that this was true. So understandably, the need to avoid or dampen the emotional pain perhaps could make sense. But through working on myself, through therapy, through trusted friends, journaling, quiet self-reflection, I have come to understand why I didn't feel good enough. I've pieced together the pieces of the jigsaw that explained how life experiences, relationships and different events had shaped and constructed how I felt in my core. Now, until I had this awareness, I'd unconsciously owned the not good enough label and presumed that it was true. So therefore, every life situation was then interpreted through the not good enough lens. I unconsciously then collected a whole bundle of information that regularly reconfirmed this. The eating disorder was a way to try and cope with this, to boost self-esteem temporarily through dieting, to feel a sense of accomplishment being in a smaller body, to numb emotions and to be distracted from the deeper pain by having something tangible and more controllable to focus on. But through working on myself, today I genuinely feel I am enough. I'm not perfect by any means. I have my flaws. I have my strengths and weaknesses, but fundamentally I am enough. And I can feel this on a deep level that offers a different filter to the world. So this means that when I experience this rejection today, and I appreciate I am talking about a mild, inconsequential rejection in this example, that I I can though now interpret it differently and avoid a self-punishing route. I can feel my feelings of disappointment and feelings of rejection, but the way I respond is now so different and I can keep things in perspective because deep down I know I am enough. And this person not wanting to work with me doesn't really count for much in the bigger picture. They don't know me personally. They've made the decision after a 10 minute conversation and where I am today, I can take this lightly and I can appreciate the time and limitations of others. I can have compassion for the fact 
that it is quite hard to say no when you've changed your mind. And I guess it shows that maybe this person and I are not a good click. So I can wish them well and move on. I can put it behind me. But to experience this peace around the situation, I have reflected on it this week and worked through my emotions. I've talked to myself as I would to a good friend. I've offered myself insight and understanding about what has happened. And by doing this, by not avoiding the the emotions, by actually just gently facing them and letting myself feel them, they've actually just been really quite little ripples of emotion rather than perhaps if I tried to avoid the emotion and pushed it all under the carpet, it's likely to develop into something bigger and something that's going to cause me more grief in the long term. So if you're wanting to help, you know, manage your thoughts and feelings better to stop yourself being triggered, self-awareness is the key. And this is a kind of long and winding journey, but there are lots of things that can help with this. So writing things down in a journal can be incredibly helpful. You could use a food and feelings diary, and this is really with less focus on the food and much more on the feelings and developing awareness of your thoughts and emotions. You could talk to a trusted friend and open up and, you know, be vulnerable and share your feelings so you can feel heard and understood. You could talk to a counsellor, you know, see a therapist and have some, you know, maybe slightly longer term work where you've got a safe and confidential setting where you can experiment with being more open about your feelings. And also, I know for me, just having time out to reflect and think, not always being plugged in to some form of stimulation is really, really helpful. So sometimes as well, it can just be the little moments in the day that I might be washing up or something and I'm just thinking about things or if I'm just pottering around the house doing jobs maybe if I just go out for a short walk but it gives my mind chance to reflect and go inwards and to kind of think about things rather than always getting distracted by the external. There's a TED talk as well that I really like which addresses rejection and it's called What I Learned from 100 Days of Rejection by Jia Jiang and I'm sure I've said his name wrong (laughs) but I will put that link in the show notes but I really recommend it. It's also quite funny and also quite inspiring. So think about your own emotional triggers and things that can send your relationship with food off track. Maybe rejection is one for you. And also reflect on how are you feeling deep down about yourself? Are you feeling enough? And if you recognise that your core beliefs are quite negative, you may want to kind of really understand why you feel that way about yourself and think about reframing those beliefs, looking at the situation through your adult eyes. And if you're finding that really challenging, you know, it might be the time to get some support. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at The Eating Disorder Therapist. And for regular tips and insights into overcoming disordered eating, do sign up for my weekly blogs at rethinkyourbody.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.